This is On Call, a podcast by Code Blue. Health is a human right. Hello, I'm Kanmani Batumale from Code Blue. These are the headlines for the day. A cost-benefit analysis estimates that proposed drug price controls will hurt Malaysia's overall medical tourism volume by 54% and slash revenue by 60% in 2037. The cost-benefit assessment published by the Malaysia Productivity Corporation also found that medicine price controls would likely result in a 10 to 35% loss to innovative drug access critical for medical tourism, especially for foreign fly-in patients from key markets such as Indonesia. Malaysia is expected to lose 8 billion ringgit from medical tourism over the next 15 years from 2022 to 2037 due to regulation of prescription drug prices without the drug price policy Malaysia's medical tourism sector is projected to generate 23 billion ringgit to the country's income over the next 15 years A study published in The Lancet found that higher levels of trust in the government and in the people around us were strongly associated with fewer COVID-19 infections. Less government corruption had a smaller but still statistically significant link with fewer COVID-19 infections. Interestingly, researchers found that pandemic preparedness, democracy, income inequality, populism, Government effectiveness, universal healthcare and hospital capacity were not associated with COVID-19 mitigation. The study which was conducted from January 1, 2020 to September 30, 2021 looked at how government trust, interpersonal trust and government corruption contributed to reductions in COVID-19 infection rates by examining the links between these factors. and vaccine coverage and reductions in mobility researchers showed that malaysia had lower interpersonal trust than other countries and lower reduction in mobility at under 60% from the baseline malaysia also showed higher trust in the government than other nations and high covid-19 vaccine coverage at nearly 80% interestingly malaysia's coronavirus vaccination rates were high despite less interpersonal trust and more government corruption than other countries according to the study low interpersonal trust is highly correlated with income inequality and government corruption On World Cancer Day today, Health Minister Kairi Jamaluddin says his proposed generation smoking ban and healthcare financing reform will help reduce cancer and improve cancer treatment access. Kairi hopes that the ban on the sale of tobacco as well as e-cigarettes or vape to anyone born after 2005 will reduce the number of new smokers so that the Ministry of Health can focus on the existing disease burden. The Health Minister also says he will table a minister of health white paper on reforms to healthcare financing in parliament to get support from both government and opposition MPs Galen Center for Health and Social Policy Azrul Mohammad Kaleb calls for a moonshot for lung cancer in Malaysia similar to America's cancer moonshot He says the proposed generation smoking ban for individuals born after 2005 should be supported along with existing smoking cessation strategies like nicotine replacement therapies as these will go a long way towards preventing lung cancer. 
only 11% of patients with lung cancer currently survive beyond 5 years of diagnosis. Azrul notes that lung cancer remains a highly stigmatized disease. No matter how a person gets lung cancer, it should not impact on the care they get or the empathy they receive. As a result of this stigma, people are screened, diagnosed and treated late, often at stage 3 or 4, says Azrul. The National Cancer Society Malaysia highlights various gaps in cancer care in Malaysia which existed even before the COVID-19 pandemic. NCSM notes the lack of cancer centres in rural areas of Sabah, Sarawak and many parts of Peninsular Malaysia. Many cancer patients also can't afford new treatments. There is also a lack of post-treatment support programmes for people living with cancer like rehab, return to work, psychosocial support and palliative and long-term care. NCSM says it has begun on-the-ground work to close the care gap for cancer, like visiting communities to increase awareness. NCSM is also embarking on a nationwide cancer screening tours with Etika, MCIS and Burjaya Cares to visit rural areas and help people to get screened for cancer. The European Society for Medical Oncology's 2021 Congress highlighted targeted therapy for advanced breast cancer, the impact of COVID-19 on cancer patients and unmet needs of cancer survivors, among others. A study of a new treatment presented at the ESMO Congress 2021 reported for the first time ever a statistically significant and clinically meaningful overall survival benefit for women with advanced breast cancer. The phase 3 trial of ribocyclib in combination with letrozole showed a median overall survival of more than 5 years or 63.9 months for metastatic breast cancer, about 1 year longer than 51.4 months with hormone therapy alone. It showed that ribocyclib prolonged overall survival by 1 year in postmenopausal women with HR positive, HER2 negative advanced breast cancer. Overall survival means how long one stay alive with the disease. The estimated 6-year survival rate was 44.2% with ribocyclib, a CDK4-6 inhibitor compared with 32% for combined placebo and endocrine therapy letrozole. The Mona Lisa 2 trial also showed that the time to first chemotherapy treatment was 50.6 months for participants who received ribocyclib compared to 38.9 months for placebo combined with letrozole. The longer follow-up in the trial flagged no new safety signals. Adverse events were consistent with previously reported phase 3 Mona Lisa 2 trial results with neutropenia being the most common adverse event. Neutropenia is a condition where one has an unusually low number of neutrophils, a type of white blood cell. 